the Frankie Files. Recorded in 1980-something by the Daughters of Isis. That's my twin and I when we're in our teens. Today is a special episode about the founder of Morningland's death and how it affected the organization from two different people. We have a special guest, the original Gopi. We'll call her Gopi X. As she agreed, I could use her journal entries from 1997, but that I shouldn't use her name. Gopi X was recruited and trained by Donato. Sri Patricia was also co-leader at that time. Donato and Sri, also Dan Sperato and Patricia Sperato, as a married couple, founded, as was the trend in the 70s, a metaphysical church. He was psychic. She was a reader. They did astrology, tarot, palmistry, and all the things of the day. Today, we talk about a fateful date in 1976 when the leader, Dan Sperato, died. It set the tone for a much different church. And while people still are in two camps, one who thought Donato had it, and she ruined it, and they still believe in him. I am not in that camp. Being someone who went to the church as a child, I have a different perspective. But I do think it's interesting to see all perspectives, and that's what we want to do. I'll be reading journal entries from 1997. Gopi X left in 1977. We're going to cover the original beliefs the Gopis were presented, and what was the plan Donato and Sri had the day he died. And we'll cover the secret orders and the vows of silence. First, what was the dream? Let's hear from Gopi X in her own words what she was told and what she believed. Let me share with you the original dream of Morningland, the land of the rising sun. Morningland was to be a teaching and healing center for all mankind for the Aquarian age, a gentle blending of Eastern and Western truth. It was to grow to be a worldwide network of temples and schools. It was to grow to become a place where the light bearers could gather, pool their talents, energies, and gifts, and reach out to the Brotherhood of Man with a living plan for New Age salvation. Children would be raised and schooled in the loving, aware environment that would nurture their special gifts and talents and raise them to be spiritual leaders in whatever area of expertise they came in to this life to live. The energy of our vortex of love and light would grow to such proportions that peace would finally reign on this predatory planet. We would show by the example of our very lives that there was a way for all people to live together in harmony and to work tirelessly for the salvation of our mother, the earth, and her life forms, all of them. We are the children of lost Atlantis. Come back to do it right. All of the lost worlds of the past, 
It still sends shivers up my spine to think of it because I guess I have not forsaken that dream at the core of my being. At one time, we may have had between 500 and 1,000 members. What happened to devolute the dream to the 40 or 50 souls now hanging on to its remnants around an aging queen and her consorts? So not unlike many organizations, they had a dream. It was a spiritual dream with a lot of science fiction influence. But what about all the secrecy? What happened? Why the secrecy? According to Gopi X, there were multiple secret orders. Here is some about that. There were many levels of discipleship in Morningland. The most coveted and the most demanding were those that took the disciple into various inner circles. Apparently, there were different circles at different times, all kept in deep secrecy. Those involved disciples who were the most trusted by Sri and Donato, and these are the disciples who saw things and knew things that could ultimately damage Morningland's image or worse. For this reason, Sri and Donato made sure that anyone privy to these activities would keep their mouths shut. Many to this day are still living in fear of exposing the truth or defending a twisted reasoning that makes them feel loyal in their silent suffering. She said, we're reaching out to you. You're not alone. You were given orders to remain silent. You accepted these conditions, took sacred vows under pain of spiritual death. You believed in the loving intent of the spirituality enlightened masters you were serving and following on your path to ascension. You were taught that not following your orders could lead to denying the master. You learned to bend your perception to accept things that were counter to your own ideas, to sacrifice your discretion and your skepticism in the devoted blind faith of the aspirant. It was important to follow your orders. Otherwise, you could really screw up and spend eternity on the astral plane. Donato's favorite line to keep the gopis in line or evolving lifetime after lifetime into a subatomic particle known as a quark, Shri's favorite spiritual threat. With thoughts such as these firmly tucked into our psyches, it became very easy to remain silent with our secrets. Now, Gopi X, who was present on that fateful day in November of 76, when the original co-founder of Morningland died at the Crestline Lodge, to set the picture, there's three locations, Long Beach, Crestline, California, and Escondido, all in California. Let's first hear the story and then later my comments. It came as a bit of surprise to me to learn that many later disciples did not know that Donato was actually a man who physically passed away. Donato died of a heart attack at 5.30 a.m. November 7, 1976, at Crestline, California. These are the events as I recall them. This was a couple's seminar from the Escondido group, and as usual, the discussion teaching period extended well into the night. Donato had made lasagna for the group. He loved to cook. I'd gone to sleep already, but as I later learned, after most folks had gone to bed, Donato stayed up and had some more lasagna. Probably around 4.30 a.m. or so, he came upstairs to the loft and was lying on the mattress, smoking a cigarette and not feeling well, complaining of indigestion. 
He asked Tanine to go downstairs and get him some Alka-Seltzer or something. He started having the heart attack. He simply said something like, "Uh uh-oh, and passed out. Someone woke me, and the image I have in my mind is of Morningstar, and I think Nisanta doing CPR. Tanine went to call 911 and asked them to arrive quietly. Shri was sitting across the room watching. Paramedics came up the back stairs. They got there rather quickly, as I recall. They were very quiet. I don't know if Donato ever revived at all. They put him on the board and into the ambulance and off to the hospital. Some of us followed in a car behind. They worked on him for quite a while at the hospital, but I don't really know if the 5.30 a.m. time of death is from the heart attack at Crestline. That's what I think it is, but I'm not sure. Or when he was pronounced dead at the hospital. Rather doubt that one, but I could, of course, be wrong. We were all allowed in to say goodbye. I remember kissing Donato goodbye. There was still lasagna on his mouth. This was, of course, a time of absolute panic for me. How could this be? How could we possibly continue on without him? Had we failed? Had he failed? Shri was very calm throughout the whole morning. She declined the option to have an autopsy to determine the exact cause of death. She was the strong one. We were all in shock. We stopped at a restaurant on the way back up to Crestline. I remember telling her how scared I was. She was a Capricorn, very good in a crisis, very reassuring and strong. Everything would be okay. This is according to the plan. It was time for him to go. That's why he worked so hard to get us ready. It was always his plan to stay behind the scenes and have the gopies out front. Nothing has changed except that his body is no longer here. You're still one with him etc. I don't remember anything else until the funeral. Four days missing there for me. I know I must have dealt with the grief and breaking the news to many, many people, but I don't remember anything until I see myself standing on that hilltop next to Malikia doing a reading on the chart of his death for the crowd. There were many people there from the Boys and Girls Club He was the art director there for many years. And I remember thinking, these people are going to think everyone here is nuts. Then the return to the Escondido Temple. Suddenly, we're all chanting, We are all one with Donato the Christ. We are all one with Donato the Christ. And Shri is telling us we are all in the middle of a battle with the dark forces who are trying to close the vortex that Donato blasted open by his Maha Samadhi. We're terrified. There's a traitor among us. It's Nasanta. What? What on earth is going on? They're literally throwing her out of the temple. Now, I do recall that there was some sort of trouble going on between Shri and Nasanta in Escondido. But I have no memory as to what it was. All I can say is it threw the fear of Shri deeply into me to see a gopi tossed out like garbage. No matter what she said to do, that crowd would have done it. Nisanta quietly left, as if she'd known this was coming somehow. Next, back at Crestline again, was that the same night? Were we sent out in groups to all three locations? The battle is fully raging now. We are chanting continuously, and we did this for four days. From Crestline, we are getting update reports from Shri in Escondido. Just when we'd think it was over, a new wave of attack would begin. Did we sleep? Did we eat? I have no idea. 
Someone remembers Celta freaking out and being taken up to the loft. I don't even remember Celta being there. I do remember her in Escondido. Possessed? If Shri said so, it was. I know she had to escape her, quote, depossession at the hands of Shri and Malikia, but when was that? I don't know. These details have to remain private, I'm afraid. I asked my mom what she remembers of that fateful day in November of 1976, and here's what she had to say. This is the series of events that I remember surrounding Donato's death. My daughters and I went to the funeral and the reception at Escondido, and the observation of uh, Sri on the stage with all of us around her, and she started eliminating people. She would point at various people in the audience and say, you need to leave. You're no longer in Morning Land. And those people weren't just disciples. They were gopis. She was pointing at various gopis. They were leaving. I remember her standing on that stage. When it was my turn, she stared at me, and I stared back, and she went on to the next person. It was scary. The thought of being kicked out of Morningland was frightening. Now, the next memory I have is returning to Long Beach, being invited to participate in saving Morningland. And I was assigned to travel up to the lodge. There was three locations, Escondido, the lodge, and Long Beach. And we were all chanting for hours and hours and days from what I remember. I'm not certain of the number of days, but we were all to chant, we are all one with Donato the Christ, over and over and over. And this was supposed to save Morningland. The Frankie Files. My next memory is that I was in Long Beach at home and received a call to go on sabbatical, which meant that I was not to come to the temple, not to participate in being with other disciples, just stay away. And that lasted for about six months, and I was called back, and my daughters were called back at the same time. After about six months or so, it was very nice to see everybody that, and, uh, and reunite. Now, we were gathered, and, and Sri told us to look around, because these are the members in Morningland. This is Morningland, period. Another thing I remember is that she wanted us to know that she has changed her name. It is now Sri Donato, because she is channeling Donato the Christ. We were to call her that from now on. Our chanting had assisted his transition among the things that she wanted us to know, that Donato is safely above Long Beach on the spaceship, and she is now channeling Donato the Christ. It was almost two years later that the remaining gopis were evicted. 
As part of the clearing session period, which seemed to have started a few months prior to our eviction, again, not sure about the timing of events, suddenly we were under continuous surveillance and criticism from Escondido. We were doing everything wrong, and we were not in oneness. We were sent to Crestline to clear out our garbage, get in the oneness, or we'd be out. This order was delivered by Malikia from Shri, and there was this subtle change in association that had occurred over the last several months. Suddenly, there were Brahmins surrounding them, and supposedly these new, closer male disciples were clearer than the gopis, etc. We spent the weekend tearing into each other as we'd been taught to do by now. I don't need to go into any details there, and truly, I remember little of it anyway. I just remember feeling very good at the end of the weekend. We all felt like we were as close to oneness as anyone on the planet could possibly be. We waited for our judgment. Malikia arrived with Mahanta, Chang, and Benares. Details? No, all I can give you is the feeling most of you would recognize as utter horror as someone began tearing into you and demolishing your concept of reality by negating it from their position of higher clarity, etc., the outcome was, you gopis are out. Gather your possession, all Morningland property, and meet at the temple at midnight for a ceremony. You will all leave the state within two weeks. You will have no contact with any disciples. You will return to your pre-Morningland state of awareness. Next, the temple at midnight. We're standing up on the altar in our gowns. As I recall, I can't remember what is said, but it's a teardown and ultimatums are given. We remove our medallions and turn them over to Shri. We've brought boxes with our books, tapes, notes, pictures, charts, anything that was Morningland related. I think we signed a paper, but I'm not sure about that. We leave. I was going to Denver with another two gopis, but went first to my parents' house where the events I've already shared transpired. I don't know how many days passed before Jim called and asked to talk to me. Doesn't seem like it was that many. He came to me to verify the things he had heard from Malikia and Mahanta. They were going to oust Shri. That attempt was unsuccessful. But many folks did leave as of that first night when they tried to close the temple doors. Sometime, feels like about a week later, Shri called me in that sweet voice that could soothe your soul. It's all right now. You can come back. Everything is okay. All I could say was, I don't think so, Shri. And I didn't. There is a house they call the and it's been the ruin of many a poor boy. I know I'm one. Gopi X's revelations were new to me. As someone who left in 1987, I never really had much to do with x-morninglanders.com, nor did it really reach me. Until much later, I would say 15 to 20 years later, I wanted to find out more information and found that it stopped in around 1998, including articles, etc. on that blog. However, it does have many historical things and you should check it out, x-morninglanders.com. And Gopi X, some of her stories are on there. I'll let you figure out who that is. I had never heard much about the day being a kid when it happened. I was about 10 some years old. 
One thing that stood out to me about Gopi X's story is that Shri sat across the room when her husband was dying. That another Gopi went to the phone to call 911. That Shri declined a cause of death autopsy. We are going to look more into that. Shri had explanations ready. He was never going to be out front. He wanted all of us out front. The days of chanting and sleeplessness and hysteria also stood out. What was all of that paranoia really about? And we found out in her revelation that there was an attempted coup who felt that Shri was not the correct leader. And that did not succeed. So there was quite a regime struggle at the death of Donato. And it left a bad taste in many people's mouth, including the entire community of Escondido. They settled back in Long Beach. And as my mom talks about, it was glossed over. We never heard much more about Donato other than her name change into Sri Donato. Assuming the Christ crown... She now embodied everyone. A cult who's recently done very similar, trying to keep it going, is Love Has Won. The female leader died and the man is online trying to keep that going. There's actually two factions. This happens in New Age cults because you can channel anyone, so voila, solution had. If you're listening and you're a survivor of Morningland, I hope, like me, that Gopiex agreeing to let me read her story added some clarity. If you're just learning about this story, dig in because we are just getting started. Thanks for listening to another episode of Frankie Files podcast. Cults, coercion, and sexuality in society. These are the topics for the Frankie Files. I'm Frankie Tease, your host, and I'll continue to focus on my own family story as well as news and recovery info for those who've survived, especially the adult children of cults. New each Tuesday. See FrankieFilesPodcast.com for more. Follow me on Reddit at Frankie Tease and on Twitter at Frankie Tease for supplemental discussions.